listening to The Brain on 91.9 WCAL. And joining me now over the phone, we have Penguins beat writer Josh Yoey of the Pittsburgh Tribune Review, who's going to talk to us a little bit about the Penguins preseason. Josh, thanks, thank you so much for joining us again. Oh, my pleasure. Good to be with you. Yeah, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. A lot of great insight. And Josh, I wanted to first talk to you a little bit about the injury situation that the Penguins have through this preseason. How big of a deal is the loss of Bo Bennett? Well, it could have been bigger. Um, he's For those who don't know, Bo's out for about six weeks uh, with uh, an MCL injury to his left knee. Uh, doesn't need surgery. Uh, I was watching yesterday during practice when he got hurt. In fact, I just happened to be isolated on him when, when he got hurt. And his left leg buckled very severely, and he needed help off the ice, did not put any pressure on the leg. And uh, we all thought his knee was blown and his season was over. Uh, so uh, to hear wow. the news that he's only out six weeks, he'll be back probably in early November. Uh, that's good news. And I'll tell you, it's good news for two reasons. Uh, number one, the Penguins are pretty thin in terms of quality top six wingers. And number two, he has been one of their best players in camp. He looks like a different player, a, a potentially really, really good NHL player. Uh, he's always shown glimpses of that in the past, but uh, he looks like a guy who's just putting it all together right now. So um, uh, the good news is he, he's not going to be out for too long. And uh, no, But it is a big deal because he's one of their best wingers right now, and it's already kind of an area, I think, of weakness. Yeah, I agree with you completely. And I was fortunate enough to make it to the first preseason game against Detroit and that goal he, he, he scored against Detroit was great. And uh, the, the slot that he fitted through, I don't even think Mike Lang's rusty razor could have made it through <laughs> there. It, it was phenomenal. Do you think this uh, opens up an opportunity for Kasperi Kapernin? Uh Funny you should mention that. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, about an hour and a half ago, I think it was, now the Penguins just released uh, word that Jason Magna has been sent back to Wilkes-Barre. And that was a little shocking to me. I I don't necessarily know that I was sold on him making the team, but given that Magna appeared to be having a pretty good camp, he has some NHL experience, and now Bo Bennett is out of the picture for six weeks. I thought he had a good chance to make the team, and, and he's been sent back to Wilkes-Barre early, and I think a big part of the reason for that uh, specifically is the way Casper Cavanaugh played today. Um, he was one of the best players on the ice against the Columbus Blue Jackets. He scored a beautiful goal on the power play in the first period on a bad ankle shot, just a nasty shot. Um, the funny thing about Kapanen, you know, he, he was just unbelievable during the rookie camp uh, in July. Clearly the best prospect there. He was just phenomenal. And really through the first week or so of camp, I wasn't horribly impressed. He wasn't bad. He didn't look out of place, but he didn't do anything to really get your attention. But uh, today he was really impressive. And, and then you hear Mike Johnson say that, the original plan was for Kapanen to play with Crosby and Kunitz today to see how those three look uh, as a line. It's like, whoa, that kind of gets your attention when he says that. Yeah. Now the fact that Magna was sent down, uh, I think the uh, smart money right now is probably on Kapanen making this team. Wow, that's crazy. A guy at such a young age in the forward position to be able to make this team. Yeah, he's a young 18, too. He just turned 18, I think, a month or two ago. He's got a summer birthday. So, um, yeah, he, <laughs> there's not many 18-year-olds that make the team. Obviously, but um, uh, he's a pretty special talent. That's that's phenomenal. Are there any other injuries that have concerned you with the, with this preseason so far? Um, not really. I mean, you never want to see injuries. I, I guess the obvious one is the Evgeny Malkin situation. I mean, you know, they're not saying what's wrong with the guy. <laughs> Nobody really knows what's wrong with the guy. He's barely been around. 
Um, I, I did see him skate a couple of times. Uh, gosh, this would have been about two weeks before training camp opened. Uh, he was just taking part in uh, some workouts with teammates, and uh, he looks fine. I don't think anything was wrong, and and he hasn't skated in gosh at least two weeks now, maybe maybe closer to three. Uh, is this a, a, an area of concern? Maybe not yet, but but the fact that the timetable keeps getting pushed back, and now Mike Johnson is saying, ah, it's going to be you know four or five days until he skates, and you know that's kind of an odd number to put out there. That's almost going to be another week before he even skates. Uh, yeah, there's something going on there, and uh, I'm not saying he won't be ready for the start of the season on October 9th against Anaheim, but at this point, I wouldn't be shocked if he isn't ready for the start of the season because. Uh, you know, the fact is, he we don't know when he's going to skate again. And, and as great as he is, he still has some new line mates to deal with and a new system to deal with. So you have to wonder just how effective he'll be when he does come back. Yeah, that's definitely very concerning. It's it, it's kind of surprising, too, because it, it, it kind of came out of out of nowhere. No, I, I didn't know of any issues until the preseason started. Well, no, and I don't think the Penguins did either. I think, I think Malkin got hurt kind of skating on his own and... You know, something obviously didn't feel right when the season started. And and it gets hard once the, the training camp starts because uh, NHL people, for whatever reason, uh, they don't like to give away any injury information to the point of lunacy. I mean, even today, Mike Johnson said, uh, Bo Bunnett has a lower body injury. Like, you know, <laughs> we were all there. We saw what happened. It was very clearly his left knee. Yeah. You know, but they just don't like to give you any information. So, um uh, we'll see, but, but uh, I mean, if this goes on much longer, yeah, it is a big deal because Evgeny Malkin is a future Hall of Famer, and, and the Penguins aren't really the Penguins without him. Uh, he and Crosby uh, are going to be counted on maybe even more heavily than usual this season because you know James Neal is gone and Kunitz and Dupuis are a year older, and, and there's some question marks up front. Uh, those guys have to carry the forwards, and uh, right now one of them's not healthy enough to do it, and that, that could be an issue. Yeah, absolutely, and and speaking of the new offensive system, I'm a huge fan of the new offensive system. I when I was able to take a look, they they really seem to enter the zone with possession, and it seems to have led to some longer offensive drives. I'm I'm wondering what your thoughts are of some of the new offensive systems they have put in place, and have we seen the last days of the stretch pass in Pittsburgh? <laughs> I've seen very little of the stretch pass during camp, so for all of the people out there who hate the stretch pass, I think I think that might be some good news for you. Um, you know, Johnson's style of hockey, it's a little simpler than Dan Biles' system, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Dan was always trying to recreate the Mona Lisa, you know, and when it worked, it was so pretty. But uh, if one little thing would go wrong, the whole system would just break down. That was kind of the uh, flaw of that system, and... This is a more simple, and you're right about the puck support. It's something Mike Johnson talks about a lot. He's a big believer in it, and you've seen that a lot, and I like it. I like how it looks. I think it's a smart way to play hockey, especially with the personnel that he has. And I'll tell you another thing, and I've seen it every day in practice, and I particularly saw it today against Columbus. This team is just driving to the net way more than it has in the past, and I know that's something that used to annoy people, too much perimeter play, and, and then you see how the Los Angeles Kings play, and you see, now look, they're scoring dirty goals. That's how you win Stanley Cups. And and uh, through a week uh, and a half of camp or whatever it's been, uh, I, I really see them just getting the puck on net and crashing the net a lot more, and I think that's a positive thing. Absolutely. And speaking of that more aggressive aggressive play, I, I will talk a little bit about Patrick Hornquist. He came in and... He seems to have a nasty edge to his game, and I, I feel like he's oh. someone that the Penguins really kind of needed that type of player. I'm yeah, I like him a lot. Um, he, excuse me, he, he's 
he's a right-handed Chris Kunitz. That's what he is. I mean, they're built the same. They're the same size. Uh, they, you know, they both kind of have a nasty edge to their game. Kunitz, or excuse me, Hornquist isn't going to do anything individually that's going to wow you, but I bet you he scores 30 goals here this year. And uh, I bet you Crosby and Malkin like playing with him. He, he just plays a kind of a nasty, feisty game and, and uh, is not only good in front of the net and, and physical in front of the net, but he just has a knack for getting body position and being at the right place at the right time. I, I've really been impressed with him, and he's a, a really good guy in the locker room, too. Brian Crawford with Josh Yoey of the Pittsburgh Tribune Review, beat writer for the Penguins. Josh, who has stood out to you specifically this, this preseason so far? Well, I, I suppose you're looking for somebody, maybe a fringe candidate or two, to make the team or to make a, an impact. Um, mm. I, I really like what I've seen from Simone Dupre. Um, he is somebody who I think everybody knows. It, it, you know, was not a favorite of the prior coaching staff in Pittsburgh for whatever reason. Dan Bilesman, he uh, often did not see eye to eye, and I think the new coaching staff is kind of a fresh start for Dupre, and he's had a really good camp. He's been much more physical than, than at any point in his Pittsburgh career. He got in a fight even the other night, which isn't really his thing. But uh, I've really been impressed with him. I think he deserves to be in the top six. Now, we know the top four, when everyone's healthy, is going to be Latang, Martin, Erhoff, and Mata. There's no doubt about that. And looking beyond that, you've got three defensemen on NHL contracts and Bortuzzo and uh, Dupre and Scuderi. And, and two of those three are going to play, and the other one's going to sit. And I, I personally think Scuderi should probably be the guy to sit. I, I just, you know, he didn't have a good year last year. He's clearly lost some foot speed. And I think you need Bortuzzo in the lineup because of the physical element that he brings. He's really the only guy in the blue line who does that. And Simone Dupre, I mean, it's time to find out about this guy one way or the other. Mm-hmm. And I think he, he needs to play, and I, I think he's had a wonderful camp. Yeah, isn't that crazy? It's surprising. You spend all this money on Scuderi, and that was the big deal last year. It was the pieces back, the pieces back, and I don't think anyone saw this. No, and uh, you know, Crystal Tang played with him for a lot of last year, and I don't think he likes playing with them. I just don't. It just didn't, it didn't work. On paper, maybe in theory it should have worked. You know, Latang, the slouchy offensive guy, and Scuderi, the stay-at-home guy with him, didn't work at all. Um, Listen, I have a lot of respect for Rob. He's, he's a good guy. He's got two Stanley Cup rings. He's had a good long career. But uh, he's clearly not the player he was a few years ago. And uh, I think it's fair to say that it was a, a pretty big mistake by Ray Shiro to give him the uh, length of contract and the dollar figures that he did. Uh, I suspect the Penguins would be willing to trade him if there would be a uh, dance partner out there. I don't think there is one right now. And it's kind of a shame, uh, nothing against Kuderi, but you've got all these young defensemen who I think are ready to play. Uh, Brian Dumlin and Scott Harrington are two other guys with really nice camps. Uh, to me, these are NHL players right now. Derek Pouliot, you know, he, he's not healthy yet, but uh, he will be later this season. He's probably ready to play in the NHL now. So uh, uh, they're being blocked a little bit right now because of it. That, that seems to be uh, a trend with the, the last group, with uh, Shira Balsma, uh, of keeping these young guys down in Wilkes-Barre. Do you think that we're going to see a younger team under uh, Rutherford? I do. Uh, um, maybe not right away. I mean, there's still a lot of veterans on this team, but there's a new generation of player who I think is going to be given more responsibility. And talking about the Bo Bennett's and the Robert Bortuzzo's and the Simone Dupre's and perhaps the Casperi Kapitans, uh, I think Rutherford does want this team to get younger. And, and that, you know, just because you get younger doesn't mean you're rebuilding. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I think there's that perception sometimes. That's not the case at all. But if you look throughout hockey history, old teams don't win Stanley Cups very often. They really don't. Um, those young legs in the playoffs, man, they make a difference. Well, it's uh, they a, really do. And it's such a grind. I mean, it takes a lot oh. of stamina to get through sure. the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, uh, yeah, it does. And, uh, yeah, I, I think they're definitely more willing to – if Shiro and Biles made one huge mistake, it was sometimes not trusting young guys enough. And uh, I think that will be different now. Absolutely. Josh, who do you think stays and who do you think uh, who do you think goes? Well, I think Kapanen's making the team right now. I, I really do. I, I just don't see much in the way of alternatives without Jason Magna on the team. So I, I think he at least gets a look at the start of the season and, and maybe he'll go down to Wilkesbury once Bennett's healthy if he doesn't do well enough and you know, that wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing for him, but I, I think that will be the case. Um I, it's going to be tough for Brian Dumoulin and Scott Harrington to make this team right now. There's just there's seven NHL defensemen already there, and that's probably the number they're going to carry, almost definitely, in fact. And so that that's an issue, and you feel bad for those two guys because you know they're ready. Uh, they'll be NHL players at some point, but I, I don't see them making it yet. And uh, one real interesting one is Dan Carcillo. Um, he hasn't had a chance to play yet because of a foot injury. Uh, apparently it's not serious. And uh, he's going to try to skate on his own tomorrow, I believe. I'm sure he would love to play in an exhibition game or two. He's here on a uh, trial contract, and I have been told that if he plays and looks okay, they really want to give this guy a contract. They think he provides some additional toughness for Crosby and Malkin to protect them a little bit. As we uh, know from the Rangers series last year, that was a real problem for the Penguins. Absolutely. Josh, I found out that we have a mutual friend in the Trib Total Media Network of uh, the Daily News, Pat Cloonan. Uh, he's told me to send his hello to you. I'm just wondering if you have a story that you could tell. What What is the craziest story you have of uh, Pat Cloonan? He's a friend of the show. so. Well, I have many. First of all, Pat Cloonan has incredible hair. He has like Doc Brown from Back <laughs> to the Future hair. Um, I, I will tell you this. Pat is one of the most generous, decent human beings I've ever known in my life. I've I've known him for uh, more than 10 years now, worked with him for many years. Um, when I think of Pat, I think of food. The man is a wonderful foodie, but um, he's not necessarily a foodie of high taste. Um, you know, one night uh, I came to the office in McKeesport, and his wife Ann was there. And I said, Ann, what are you doing here? And, and uh, she said, oh, Pat's not feeling well. His blood pressure's up. I said, oh, that's not good. And Pat came outside. I said, Pat, what's the matter? He said, uh, he says, Mr. Yoey, I have eaten dinner at a gas station once again. I said, Pat, you got to stop doing that. I said, come on, take care of yourself better, which he does do now. But, uh, no, Pat, uh, you know, gas station food's okay with Pat. The man just likes to eat, and I've always liked that about him. You know, i I got to give you credit. You do a very good Pat Cleaning impression. <laughs> that, that, that oh, was, Mr. Yoey. That, Yo- that, was, that was timeless. That That is Pat. That, that is definitely Pat. <laughs> no, he's a great guy. I, I've... I've known him for many years, and um, he's been on the show several times. He's, he's definitely a, a friend of the show. So, but yeah, no, he's a great guy, and uh, just glad to glad to know he's, you're you're in good company. So, oh yeah, no, he's he's one of my all time favorites. I I give him the uh, highest of recommendations. In fact, absolutely. Thank you. So, well, thank you so much, Josh, and hopefully we can have you on a, a little again a little bit later throughout the season. Uh, yeah, it should be a really interesting season. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, anytime you want me on, you let me know. Absolutely. That's Josh Yoey of the Tribune Review. I am the brain on 91.9 WCAL.